It rhymes with Barbie, kind of. Not really. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are taking a look at the brand new Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Reynolds. It is not what you'd expect, and we are going to spoil the shit out of it. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hey there, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. Hello, Molly. Let's go party. And Tim Wick. Everything is awesome. I don't know. That was Just that was him. weird. That was, cro- <laughs> that was crossing the streams. Movie, oh, my God. Uh, we are going to talk all about the Barbie movie. Barbie uh, movie. Starring Margot Robbie and directed by Greta Gerwig. And obviously, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Um, before we get to any spoiler talk, I think we are all really looking forward to this movie. And... I, I, we all three loved it. Absolutely loved it. Right. Fucking loved it. <laughs> I think it's, it's, uh, one of the better movies I've seen probably in the last couple of years, which, I, I, which is, I, I, I mean, I was a, looking forward to it, but I was not expecting that. Yeah. It's a, it's a 10 out of 10 comedy for me. And, uh, I think the trailer that said, you know, if you hate Barbie, this movie's for you. If you love Barbie, this movie's for you. I think that's yeah. absolutely true. I know, like, I saw people sharing pics of, like, MRA incel dudes who absolutely loved Ken. And uh. their takeaway from the movie was, like, Barbie parts were boring, but I fucking love the Ken stuff. Well, we're not getting into spoilers yet, so that's just us saying, if you haven't seen it and you you weren't sure you were going to, you should go see it. But right. also, like, if you're, like, a men's right, rights advocate, you'll love the Ken stuff, so go for it. If you're a if you're a men's rights advocate, yeah, you can stop listening to our podcast. Yeah. I don't know why you're listening. I really don't. Bye. Go listen to Joe Rogan or Bye. something. Yeah. All right. So you've all been warned. Um, holy shit! Of course they loved the Ken parts. Those fucking assholes. Oh <laughs> yes. Of course they did. Of course they didn't see. They're like Ken's taking back his power. Oh, just like us in our world, which is dominated by women. Yeah, uh, I've, I've I've been seeing the term Ken cells thrown around, uh, which is absolutely hilarious. It's it's men that have completely missed the point of the yeah. Barbie movie and Ryan Gosling and, would never champion all the the horrible uh, the 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 get the wrong message from the Ken you, stuff. Which you I think have is, to be pretty stupid to yeah. get the wrong message from the Ken stuff. Ken even says when he's when he's sobbing on the bed of his mojo dojo casa house. Ken even <laughs> says when Barbie's like, "Are you okay? Like, are you are you sad that you're crying?" He's like, "No, I'm not an emotionally stunted man. I know it's okay to cry." Like he yeah. even says, "Like I know that this is okay." So it's how do you see that and then think, "Yeah, this guy's like us." Well, yeah. Whatever you might say about the Barbie movie, it wasn't terribly subtle. So I feel like if you missed the point, you weren't paying attention or, or maybe you're just not terribly media literate or, yeah. or yeah. you're, yeah. you're genuinely stupid. I mean, that or, happens. Yeah. a lot of them. completely fucking brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, uh, Greta Gerwig directed, uh, little women and lady bird. We, I, we haven't seen little women, but, uh, no. lady bird was really great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
apparently they've been kicking around a Barbie movie idea for like over a decade, like names like um, uh, Amy Schumer and uh, who was it that directed Juno again? Oh, uh, Diablo Cody. Diablo Cody. Yeah. She wrote it. I don't think she directed it. No, they were they were uh, names that were attached at some point. Sure. And uh, finally, Margot Robbie in like 2018 was like, I'm going to make the fucking Barbie movie happen. And she bought the rights to do it from Mattel, reached out to Greta Gerwig and was like, you, no one else and but you. That's awesome. And so the these two women like like took the bull by the horns and just made the fucking movie happen. Yeah, it, it was, it's really great. I, uh, I, I will say, so uh, I, I didn't play with Barbies a lot. I played with dolls a lot as a kid. Uh, I really loved dolls and uh, particularly liked dolls that uh, like could be, pretend to do gymnastics and dance and things like that. Cause I couldn't do any of those things. I was very clumsy. Pure but, fantasy. So yeah. So I played with dolls a lot and I had, I didn't, I only, I don't think I even, my mom had old Barbies. That's the Barbies I had. Like I had, I had Midge and I had like the Barbies that had wigs and like these like really old, like sixties and seventies Barbies. But uh, so when I went to friends' houses, they would have like the new Barbies, the, and I remember my, my uh, father, when my parents got divorced, my father bought me a Barbie and I just, she had very, uh, I remember I played with her knees a lot. Cause they would be like, click, 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 click. I just did that over and over with the Barbie. But like, you know, I don't know. They're kind of they're fun to put their little shoes on. It's a lot like Lego, right? Like it's it's miniature. I don't know. I always like miniature stuff. And so like, you, you know, when you're building your little Lego guys, it's like, oh, he's got a little coffee cup or he's got a little magic wand. It's like with this, it was like, oh, she's got a little purse. You know, oh, it's I did have the day to night Barbie that had the um, it was a, a she had a pink velour suit. That she wore to the office. And then when she needed to go out at night after being at the office, she could just real quick pop into the bathroom and turn her outfit inside out. And on the ins- on the other side was a sequin dress. So now, like, imagine that. Really imagine <laughs> so that. You're working, you're working all day in an office with sequins on the inside. <laughs> it does sound uncomfortable. I'd rather have sequins on the inside of me than on the inside of my clothes. Like yeah, they, they'd be like rubbing off. against your thighs all day, wouldn't they? All day. Everything. And how stinky that dress would be. You're going to flip it inside out and just have all your pit stains on the outside. Just like. <laughs> I, I read another uh, anecdote about the Barbie movie that was all right. um, Ryan Gosling accepted the role, the offer, uh, after seeing his daughter's Ken doll face down in the mud next to like a squished lemon or piece of fruit (laughs) and he was thinking about it and he saw that and he was like yeah and so he took a picture of that and sent it to Greta Gerwig and said uh I will be your Ken his story must be told (laughs) (laughs) it's such a great sense of humor as as much as I loved the Barbies in this movie and I did love them I, I I think the diversity of this cast in a lot of different ways, not just racial diversity, but in a lot of different ways, there was a good diversity of Barbies. Uh, but the Kens, I think, stole the show uh, just because of how how clueless and sweet they all were and how easily they all just followed. And the dance number yeah. <laughs> they had in the dream world. The beach off. Simu, the, the beach off. The beach off. Simu, Simu Liu was amazing. Like all the Kens, uh, the there's the Ken who plays Gravik, 
in Secret Invasion. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, 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 he has a Kingsley Benadir. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Kingsley Benadir. Yeah, yeah he's basketball Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I saw a bunch of people saying that. Um, like I'm unemployed right now, so I went to like LinkedIn and in my social media profiles, and I changed my occup- occupation to beach. <laughs> like that's, that's just because you he, can't have nothing. When so he said I do beach, and no one does beach as good as me. Like I just I laughed yeah. so hard. I did find out that one of the Kens uh, is Sugar Daddy Ken. Uh, that's that's uh, that is who uh, that was one of the uh, coins that, they... that is a real Ken. Yeah, uh, Sugar Daddy Ken is a Ken who has a little white dog named Sugar. It's yes. technically Sugar Daddy Ken, but Sugar Daddy Ken. Yeah, all of them were were literally every every one of them was a real. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I, I love the um the wardrobe items that they were throwing out that were turning into the dull wardrobes just to highlight how absolutely ridiculous some of the, the Barbie properties have been and yep. all the talk of uh, Midge and uh, what was the, the pregnant oh, sister? Uh, uh, the pregnant. Oh yeah. Skipper. The pregnant was, one. No, Skipper's the one Skipper. They had teen. Skipper's the little Skipper's the one whose arm, one of the skippers, you could move her arm and her boobs popped out. Yeah. Uh, that was like growing up Skipper. Uh, no, the, the one who was pregnant was, uh, Oh God! What is her name? But then there was uh, and Alan. Alan was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I really love that. At one point, um, he he actually pipes up like when someone says something disparaging about him. He says, "I and I, I wear all the same. I can wear all the same clothes as Ken, because that was like the yeah. thing on his packaging was like he shares clothes with Ken. Ken's friend Alan. He can wear all of Ken's clothes." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like this movie did such a good job portraying femininity and masculinity in positive ways uh, while also showing them in stereotypical ways, like yeah. very stereotypical ways. But being positive about all of it uh, was just I was really, really blown away. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, I, I was I I expected it to be I, just everything I'd seen about it, it. I expected it to be kind of clever, maybe a little bit subversive. It went a lot of places I was not expecting. Um, yeah, you know, when you know, I, it, there, it was just like every time the, the plot turned, I was like, oh, well, I didn't, I uh, I didn't think it would go there. You know, when when you get back to the when you get back to Barbie Land and it's turned into Ken Land, the movie becomes almost a horror movie when you. <laughs> When you think about it. <laughs> yeah. I really loved. Uh, so when we saw the trailers, I loved the trailer, except for when they showed the scenes with Will Ferrell as the business guy and all the businessmen. And I remember every bit they showed in the trailers. I was like, um, that's where the movie's going to drag. I can just tell. Like, that's where it's going to drag. It's going to be like, oh, Barbie's loose. Rah, 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 and it's just going to feel a little boring. But no, even those parts really surprised me. Like all of the the way that they portrayed all of the the salary men were all yeah. they were all like weird little birds. And like having Jamie Dimitriou as the CEO. CFO Mattel, I love him. He's great. He's great. Uh, the after party season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like just all of the different, all of those lines I was expecting to be pretty, you know, tame or expected or like this is where the movie is more black and white, you know, and less Barbie. Even those were weird and surreal and just I loved it. 
the um those corporate scenes um kind of a little bit reminded me of the corporate scenes in brain candy yes where it was like and and, and i really like that like will ferrell the character he plays doesn't say much that's like inherently or overtly sexist right he says a lot of things that are very uh, woman positive. He talks about how important women are to the world and how, you know, of course women can do anything. And he's also at the same time completely oblivious to the lack of women around him. Yes. Right. Yeah. He's he's completely <laughs> surrounded by men while he says this. But which... it, it, it's just kind of that like very ineffectual like of course i'm an ally i don't i don't have a racist bone in my body why i would never say anything racist or do anything racist but then that person isn't like you know doing anything actively anti-racist either right where it's like it's a this this very hollow allyship type of a thing uh that that is represented really well that i don't I don't think I've seen portrayed that hilariously before. <laughs> I'm not sexist. My mother's a woman. Yeah, yeah exactly. right. Yes, exactly like, that yeah, type of thing. Just the, like women can do anything except be in this room, but we're not going to, we don't even notice because we're but, so but, used to their yeah. being men. But they can yeah. earn their way into this room. They absolutely can. They just haven't yet. Yeah. 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 In all the whatever, like 60, 70 years of Barbie, they just haven't yet. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And the, I, I saw a number of people talking about how, the kind of overall theme of uh you don't like yes there's like dr barbie and nasa barbie and all that jazz but like you can just be a woman and that is great and good like most people regardless of gender are like average folks right most people aren't rock stars and mm-hmm. or you know whatever and and that's great and that's that's good enough like you don't you don't have to like prove yourself or earn your place in the world like you have inherent worth and value outside of any of that type of of kind of unrealistic dream uh uh you know goal but i i do really like the fact that this movie addressed that the 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 phrase women can be anything is a trap oh, because yeah. it means then women should be anything and that if you're only being something that feels like but you could do more. You can do anything, you know, that it's not enough. Right. You're, and just, that a mom. It, you're just a mom. You're just a housewife or you 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 work in a stereotypically feminine field. Right. You right. Know, things like that. I that that monologue she gives at the end where she is kind of breaking down and is is going through is is just fantastic. All of the just the laundry list of things where it's like. You have to be pretty, but not too pretty, because not so pretty that you threaten men and not, not so pretty that you threaten women. But you can't be ugly, because if you're ugly, then you don't have value. And just this whole long, like, it was really, really good. And, uh, at, like, th- there was just some parts that felt like, finally, like, a movie is saying this that isn't like a dark, dour movie that is yeah. going to turn people off because like this is a bright pink fabulous oh, yeah. movie that is also hopefully getting these messages into some people's heads at a tender young age yeah, <laughs> yeah you know is what's what's so- really interesting to me is that there's some debate amongst even people who like the movie about how appropriate it might be for for younger women yeah, and, I mean, and it's, it's rated pg-13 it is rated pg-13 and you know and i'm like well, obviously, any parent's got to make a choice for themselves. And mm-hmm. I, as a 
father of two sons may be the wrong person to make this value judgment. But I watched it and thought, I don't think girls are ever too young to know this. They're um, just bored. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I mean, they, they, they might not, they might not have a good time. They might yeah, be yeah. bored with it, but it, but I mean, the subject matter itself, I don't think is oh, yeah. a problem. I, I think there, no. there are some clever, like nine and 10 year old kids, uh, especially anyone who's had like the experience of being a woman in America, probably, or, you know, young woman in America that will appreciate it on many levels. And then later in their life, appreciate it on even more levels as they uh-huh. kind of grow into the movie. Yeah. The, I, I only know, I have a few friends who have daughters under the age of 11 who went to see this movie with them and the, every single one of them reported their kid. I believe one kid, one person said their kid said it was weird. <laughs> one person said their kids said they were bored. And one person said that it was pretty, but they don't think they understood it. <laughs> and it was like, yep, that makes sense. That's not, yeah. but you know, it was, you know, I mean like, and it's, it's, uh, I, I, I think that there's, uh, there was a lot, a lot of times when, when I see movies like this, if there's a heavy handed mom stuff, like this wasn't too heavy handed in this movie. Uh, they did a good job of not defining uh, womanhood with motherhood like they right. unfortunately do in a lot of other movies like that that approach things from a, a feminist bend right but uh the one line i really didn't uh i don't remember this maybe this wasn't actually in the movie people keep sharing this in conjunction with barbie imagery and so i can't remember if it was in the movie or not the line mothers stand still so their daughters can look back and see how far they've come yeah that's in the movie is yeah. it in the movie? Yeah. I hate that fucking line. I really hate that line because that just is like, it, first of all, it's like no one asked you to stand still. Yeah. Like no one asked you to sit. No, like, don't put that on me as a daughter. Like, oh, you stopped your life so that I could see how far I've come. I didn't I didn't ask that. It, you should continue your life. Please. Yeah. It kind of implies that once you've become a mother, that's all your. That's it. That's your sum total of and your that, value. Or, or you're not going to grow. Yeah. Does, sure. Doesn't her daughter effectively say that's kind of bullshit? I mean, she doesn't say yeah. it in so many yeah. words, but her daughter's like, yeah. you know, you can still. Yes. Like, but that hasn't stopped a bunch of women my age from sharing that quote with a bunch of like, oh, the hand holding and some other things. And it's just like, listen, you've decided to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. standing still. And I think that is something the the baggage that comes from being a daughter i think was addressed pretty well like the the being like you're you're putting this on me you know like you you want me to play with your barbies you want me to be this thing that you want me to be and i i it's it's not that much different from the pressure that you feel society is putting on you to be things too right yeah i so, mean i didn't think they overdid the mother-daughter thing but yeah that line no. was a little wonky i gotta say my favorite line in the whole movie was when barbie looks at that old woman in the bus stop and just says she's beautiful which it's it's like barbie free uh, somebody free of any societal pressures just looks at another person and says they're beautiful um and i thought that was great i thought that was that yeah. was like a great moment of recognition that anybody can be beautiful. Favorite line in the whole movie? Well, there's a lot of great lines, but I loved that moment. I thought it was sure. a great moment. I thought it was yeah. it was that moment of of going, you know, we have such a narrow view of what beautiful is. Um, 
just, that didn't resonate with me that much because yeah. I don't look at people and think they're not beautiful. So I wasn't like, oh, wow, that's how I not should be me. thinking. I look at them and I'm like, <laughs> oh. I think a lot of people do. And that's kind of kind of what sure. I. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think if I had to pick a favorite moment or line, I think uh, like Ken's moment of realization at the end of the movie where you know he's he's like where ken explains the male gaze uh that he's been experiencing but reversed uh essentially uh and and how you know it's frustrating that the sum total of his existence is waiting to be seen by her and spend time with her and how it all hangs off her was very sweet and funny and and also, like again, I feel like a lot of people might miss the point of it, but they're you know, basically illustrating and showing something that happens in movies all the time, just not to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it they it never that whole moment never stopped being funny, but it never undercut itself with humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I, yeah. I think that might have been one of my one of my favorite moments, maybe. I honestly, boy, I don't know that I can pin it down. It's hard because I still think my favorite moment, even though I saw it so many times in the trailer, is just that middle of this glorious dance break and her just saying, do you guys ever think about dying? Is just such a like, (laughs) it's such a perfect comedic moment in a movie where every human being goes, oh my God, yes. You know, and like you realize that like everyone around her is like, what? And it's just, I think we all if you don't remember it exactly, you all remember to some degree how it felt to realize you're, you're mortal. Right. And like how, and, and to think of like being a doll and to have that. Yeah. I don't know. You, you, I know when we were leaving the theater and for days afterward, I think the last line. Yes. My favorite. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. The last line really left. <laughs> I really think I've got to pick that as my favorite moment. So that, because that the whole time it's like, they're so clearly setting it up that she's going to go get a job that yes, it's her first yeah. day of, as, at a job and that she's working we don't know what it's going to be because she's stereotypical barbie we don't know what her job is well, she's a model well, but... she's going to be working at mattel or who knows right like what's her job and then just i'm i'm here to see the gynecologist and she's so happy she's so excited <laughs> like, about it it's such an elegant line nick pointed out later he's like it actually it answers questions people might have of well is she a doll in the real world or is she a real person you know like it answers the question no she got turned human and she needs to go get her vagina checked yeah, like, yeah. she's got she's, she's got so genitals excited. now she definitely has genitals now we got that have a vagina <laughs> I, I, you know I, I i think now that i think back to some of the things that i talked about after seeing it was the when ken and barbie are first in the real world and and Ken is being seen by men, and oh, someone asked and me women, what time women, it is, and women. and women, yeah, and and Barbie is being seen by by men and women, and it's a negative experience for her when they're they're kind of comparing notes, and Ken's like, there's no undertone of violence, and Barbie says, I very much sense an undertone of violence. <laughs> yeah. That I I think uh, yeah. I think I was laughing a little inappropriately hard at that moment. Maybe <laughs> people around me, maybe the maybe construction workers cat calling her, and she's like, "Just so you know, neither of us has genitals, and we will not be able to have sex with you." And they're like, "Uh, okay, yeah, Congra- <laughs> great, congratulations!" Like, and then Ken's little like sad little mutter, "I have genitals. I have all the, I have all, I the, have all the genitals." Like it's <laughs> like right there, you see that he's like, and like he he's. He's a pouty baby, but he never feels like a drain. 
Like he yeah. never, he's never being like, he's never being abusive or hurtful. He's just kind of a baby. Like when he shows up in her car and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm coming with you. What if there's beach? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and just, and it's, but it could be like, he didn't say anything like shitty or manipulative about it. It was just like, he really wants to be with her. He really wants to come. He thinks he can help. And it was always positive, it, even though he sucked. It feels like, I, I think a lot of people have claimed that Ken is the villain of the movie. And I disagree. I don't think no. he's ever actively villainous in the movie. I think there are moments where he is, you know, an antagonist of sorts, but like, I feel like they make it pretty clear that he is also a victim in this. He's just not handling it well and not dealing with it in a healthy way. It, like you know, after getting an unhealthy dose of, you know, toxic masculinity from the real world. If like, there's a villain, if there's a villain in the movie, it's the patriarchy. Um, Absolutely. Honestly, I even say to some degree, like the, the, you know, the, the toxic masculinity, because his patriarchy I mean, it wouldn't be that bad, honestly. It's just that, like, he it's great for men. You know, like, it's, it was good for all the guys. The guys had a great time. And the women seemed fine. They kind of enjoyed the switch in Barbie land. They were all like, it's kind of relaxing to not have to think about anything. But, like, that can't, you know, which to me, should, if anything, it shows there should be more equality, right. right? The Barbies were tired of having to always be president and having to always be, you know, right. they, they, they were kind of enjoying having to not think, which is, you know, it just kind of shows everyone needs a vacation. No one should be any one thing. Like, yeah, I, I really, I really, and Nick and I were saying like, if we were going to ever have a convergence room party, or if someone hears this and they want to throw this party, having Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa house as a room <laughs> party at convergence would be amazing. <laughs> just like on the TV in the hotel room, just to have footage of horses, yeah, just all sorts of horses over and over. And when he was crying and she's talking to him and he's like, I was so excited, but when I found out it wasn't about horses, actually, I was pretty bummed. And like, but he just he felt like he couldn't stop. Yeah. He had to keep going through with it. And boy, if that's not toxic masculinity, I don't know what is, right. right? Like the feeling like you already you said you were gonna do it, so now you have to do it, even though you don't want to anymore. It's like, like kind of a sunk cost yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh I mean, Molly, you kind of talked about one thing that you didn't particularly care for the the motherhood line. Not one line yeah yeah tim is there anything that stands out as like a, a less than a less than barbie moment a less than every day is a perfect day <laughs> moment for you in the movie uh i mean uh, not at the moment i'm sure there was i i mean honestly the the line molly mentioned was a little a little put offish but um I was I was so kind of surprised by the movie that that I didn't yeah. even think so much about about oh well that didn't really work I was just like holy shit this is fucking brilliant um, yeah this is so smart uh, and uh, so I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about parts that didn't work yeah um, honestly even that line in the movie I didn't notice it at the time I have right. only really noticed it because uh, it has inundated my feed from women I don't know, like just being like, it's just, it's being memed very dramatically at me. Like it's on shirts, it's on yeah. bugs. It's being, I'm getting the mom uh, advertisements that I get because I'm 45. Sure. I, you know, uh, I think kind of like what you're saying, Tim, the movie moved 
fast enough where if there are any moments that were not as good as the general movie is, I didn't have time to like dwell on them and they didn't hang out for too long because uh, it, it all moves along in a pretty good clip. Uh, I think uh, the movie overall is is pretty hetero. Um, yeah. It, you yeah. know, for being a, for a movie that like doesn't really have a romance technically and doesn't really have like while talking about attraction and, and, you know, sex in a sense, there isn't really any of that in the movie. I, I don't feel like what Ken wants from Barbie is sexual. It's really just being seen and being recognized. But I, I feel like at the same time, like what the all the Kens want is is you know Barbie, and and that's fine. But I just feel like they could have it could have been a little bit diversified in that way a little bit. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how they could have done that, but you know that's kind of way the the dolls themselves are, right? So yeah, they're very heterosexual. Even Aaron Magic Ken. <laughs> or, uh, oh man, I, Alan was really. Really great, pretty consistently through the movie too. If Alan's not gay, I riot. <laughs> like, come on, man. He's like, he's he was such a Michael Sarah was the perfect guy for that role. By the yeah. way, like I can't think of anyone else who would have. He brought he brings such a an amazing pathos yet like like quiet genuineness to, to roles that like and he didn't he never seemed like a sad sack and even when it was him among all the barbies he seemed like he belonged you know because he's he's he alan in, he fit in better with the barbies than with the kens because he just just didn't just all the that he man energy, energy he yeah. didn't just all he that didn't, man energy was just not good for him he didn't seem upset about being alan he just was a, a little confused like he's like i'm not <laughs> i'm not really sure why i'm here uh, <laughs> if everyone around you was named Ken and you're just Alan, it would be yeah. a little weird. Like. Well, and I, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a good point, Tim. It's, he doesn't just, just like how we view Alan, the toy in the real world, Alan doesn't really have a place yeah. and, and in Barbie land. Alan, Ken's clothes. Alan doesn't really have a place and he's aware of the fact that he doesn't really have a place. If, if, uh, if there's one thing this movie gave me that I, uh, I will, I will cherish and that I imagine is going to be happening for several months. It's that every time I've gotten together with people ever since seeing the Barbie movie, the women come in and go, hi, Barbie. And all the other women go, hi, Barbie. <laughs> and it's just been like, it has been a constant refrain. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> it, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some weird Barbie cosplays in the future, too. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, yeah. I hope so a lot. Yeah. I will say real quick, uh, uh, Twin Cities Geek has a review of Barbie written by my dear friend Ainsley Grams that is uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, it actually doesn't talk about the movie at all so if you've come this far and you for some reason still haven't seen it or you just want to read a really great review it's about her experience uh seeing it with her daughter and i i it was it's a very moving and exciting piece i really loved it and i think she's got another review coming now that the spoiler now that it's been a few once it's been a few weeks she's going to post one with spoilers but this is a spoiler free review that i think it was really really well written it's uh the barbie movie is an ode to the humanity of women yeah Yep. And uh, and I think she got interviewed by WCCO Morning News after after yep. that article. Uh, just it's a uh, it's, it's a really good article. 
It's really yeah. well written uh, and really, so, really thoughtful. Yeah. And like, I think it, it addresses some things that I didn't really think of because like, you know, I don't, I, I like when they say that you love Barbie, this movie's for you. If you hate Barbie, this movie's for you. I'm nothing Barbie. Yeah. Right. Barbie meant nothing to me. So I was like, oh, well, maybe this movie isn't for me. The movie was for me too. Oh, you yeah. know? And like, I, I can't claim that I love Barbie, but you know, I like the color pink and it's something I reclaimed for myself after being a tomboy for so long, you know? So it, it was, it was really great. So uh, a couple of weeks ago at Convergence for our recording, we we uh, if you were there, thank you for coming. We hope you got a button uh, and and had a good time. And we solicited for five answers That's to our right. five questions from the folks in the crowd there. And a whole bunch of people before we even got started with the recording had already sent in their their answers. So we have a whole bunch of answers and yes. all those people got to come up and grab a sticker from us. And if you want a Geeks Without God sticker, just send us your five answers to these questions to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com and include your address and we'll get you a spiffy high quality vinyl sticker mm-hmm. with vinyl. our rainbow logo. Mine's it's not, not even latex. You don't have to worry about a latex allergy because it's yeah. vinyl. My, mine's been on my water bottle through the dishwasher like I think it's yeah. been on there for five years. Yeah, it's it's not going anywhere. It's yeah, great. It's, it is great. Molly, who do we have answers from? We have five answers from Mark Tucker, a.k.a. Cold X. Cold that's X. Right. K-O, K-O-K-0-L-D-X. Ooh, that's right. K-O-K-0-L-D-X. I believe, I believe that's his uh, his gamer tag. I love it. Yes. So uh, hit me. Tim, you want to kick us off? You bet. What's a game you have played recently you really enjoyed? Final, excuse me, Final Fantasy 16. The newest Final Fantasy. I love the dark story it has and the gameplay. Plus, it has Yoshi P and Masayoshi Soken as the he- at the head as producer and composer, who I know and love from FF14. Everything I've heard about it is that it's like the tone is very different from traditional Final Fantasy games. Yeah, and it is quite dark. I've heard it's very dark too, like almost almost horror. I'm not like I'm not a JRPG person anymore, but I am intrigued enough to like be curious for sure. I'm sure you could read the story somewhere. I might. I might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Question two. What science factor discovery do you think is really fucking cool? Cone snails. They're small, unique animals that are absolutely fascinating for how they hunt, as well as the fact that their venom is some of the most potent in the world and is studied for its properties in medicine. Cone snails. I've well, never that's heard a, of the, yeah. The only problem I have is now I don't know how they hunt. I, well, now I gotta look up cone what's the, what's, snails. What's the story on these well, cone I'll, snails? I'll, Tim, you asked question three. And I'll sure, respond sure. You're gonna look on the. Snails. Okay, I will ask right. the question. Question number three: Where do you get your sense of right and wrong wrong from? Because we assume it is not religion. I was raised. It's Catholic, but I'm non-practicing. My sense of morality, though, comes from my hero growing up, and that's Mega Man. So suck it, Republicans. <laughs> Mark does not go into telling us how Mega Man defines his morality. So I guess it means shoot first, ask questions later. Uh, it uh, sounds about right. Yeah. I uh, guess. Mad scientists must be stopped at all costs. Uh, what else? What else does Mega Man do? <laughs> Pick up a weapon you're going to need to beat the next bad guy right before you fight him. Uh, yeah. wear stylish clothing at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's been, there's been the newer Mega Man series have, you know, a lot of story to them. And there's oh, been, sure, sure. there's been, uh, um, uh, some anime and stuff. The last time I played Mega Man, we rented it. Oh, from, boy. I think. Wow. Oh, geez. Wow. I remember no, renting I video was a small games. Child. 
So cone snails hunt fish. Uh, Tim, you love them. They sound they, great. They, hunt faster. Uh, they send fish to sleep with sedatives before they kill and eat them. Oh, that's so nice of them. Uh, and uh, they send them to sleep with the yeah. fishes. <laughs> sleep, brethren. They hide during the day and they come out at night and they track down their prey. They follow the scent of a sleeping fish until they know they're close enough to fire out a venom-filled harpoon-like dart. Damn. The venom causes instant paralysis, leaving the snail free to reel in its prey by drawing in a thin cord attached to their dart. And all it has to do to enjoy its meal is to hugely distend its mouth and engulf the fish. They're like assassins of fish. They're fish assassins. Sounds great. They are. Yeah. They're like the yeah Assassin's Creed snails. Yeah, that's I what I was thinking too. That's amazing. Question four. If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Clean the house. I hate cleaning. My abusive father used it as a frequent punishment for me, and it ruined it for me. I can see how building a robot would help help maybe heal some of that trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. That's yeah. uh, uh, I mean, trauma like healing robot. Own, how how do you make cleaning less fun? Well, I think we just got an answer. For yeah, sure. exactly. And question number five: uh, What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Mythbusters. Yeah, I uh. love the myths they explore and how they put them against the scientific method. It's hilarious and educational. You know, I think of Mythbusters, myth, boy, that's a hard one for me to say, huh. Mythbusters, every time uh, it's raining and I'm trying to decide if I should run or walk because they did one about whether it's bet whether you get less wet if you run in the rain or you walk in the rain. And basically they determined it's about the same. Yeah, it's about the same. It's it's more like <laughs> it's, it's more like on, on top or on on the front, because if you're yep, running, like, you get hit more on the front. Yep, right. Yep, yeah. Yep. No, uh, Mythbusters was a great show. There were so many times yeah. I'm like, oh, there's no way that myth is real. And then you're like, damn, it is real. Or others where you're like, God, I hope this is real. And of course it's it's not. <laughs> it, uh, if you haven't read Adam's book, uh, Every Tool's a Hammer, uh, he, talks, <laughs> uh, he doesn't talk a Isn't ton about Mythbusters, but he, he does talk a lot about like iterative uh, improvements for cosplay and and building things for Mythbusters and their testing uh, um philosophy and very recently just in the last week on his uh tested youtube channel he has actually been busting myths about mythbusters and talking about a lot of the preconceived notions or ideas people have about mythbusters um such as people who have visited the set and been like so where's the crew that like builds the stuff that you you know, do the show with and he's like no it was just us five like we built everything we didn't have a crew or anything so um he talks a bunch about Mythbusters as a kind of one person's behind the scenes uh view of the of the show you should check those out and he he narrates his own audiobook and he does a really great job um thank you so much for sending your answers we really appreciate it uh, if anyone else out there wants to send in their answers, we would also appreciate it. You should send them. It's five questions at geeksofthoughtgod.com. You can spell the word or use the number. We don't care. Both will work. <laughs> do we have any Otherwise, more in the queue right now, Molly? We do. We do. But that doesn't mean I don't want more. So right. send them in. Well, and if, and if you want to jump that queue, 
if you could just become a patron and support us on Patreon. Or if you already are. Or if you are a patron already, you can send in your answers and we'll bump you to the top of the queue. If you've already answered our questions and you feel like you have different answers to offer, that's legit. We ourselves have gone over mm-hmm. our old original questions and been like, wow, this was like a different person who answered these. Just make sure you say that you are a Patreon supporter in the subject line or somewhere in the email, because I am not good at knowing names off the top of my head. For sure. Otherwise, if you have some opinions, thoughts, or uh, observations about the Barbie movie you want to share, you can uh, reply to us on Twitter or or Facebook or on Patreon. (laughs) Oh, yeah, not Twitter so much. Not Twitter. You mean X. No, I don't. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Facebook is a great place to interact with us. Coming soon to Blue Sky. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like work. All right. Uh, We're Big Geeks Without God, and we'll be back next week with more geeky, godless fun. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. For an alternate take, Ben Shapiro has a 43-minute video on YouTube. But fuck Ben Shapiro. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. All right, let me save this. Uh, oh.